Ah, hello, listeners. Welcome back to Anime Pass or Fail, episode two, season two for the summer season. I'm your host, Savon Goldburn, and with me are my two co-hosts, Maceus Davis. Hello, hello, hello. And of course, Isaiah Bascom. Hey, what's up? We are after the match, and today we are joined by a special guest. He's the host for the podcast known as Anime on the Sea to Sky. That's right, it's the man himself, Jakers. Hey guys, how's it going? Pleasure to be here. Yeah, we're so glad to have you on the show, Jakers. I mean, you don't mind. Could you tell us a bit about yourself and your podcast and where our audience can go to check you out? Uh, yeah, basically just uh, I'm coming up on about a year on a podcast I started back up. Kind of just a little bit of uh, entourage of random thoughts that I've just been going through and kind of an outlet to just get whatever anime stuff has just been sitting on my mind at the time. And thankfully, Anime on the Sea to Sky has basically just been going around on a majority of... Uh, regularly standard podcast settings where you can go through spotify you can go through apple google whichever flights you're fancy cool cool that's good to hear make sure you guys check them out yeah we appreciate you coming on the show and taking the time to watch all the anime that we're covering this evening except tokyo revengers at least i did have a pretty decent uh setup so you're at least able to get me a handful of stuff to catch up on although i will admit that one of the only ones that i weren't wasn't able to catch up since unfortunately i didn't start it last season but at least for the rest of it i will be able to give uh, a couple of kind words well kind and not so kind depending on where we go so we'll just have to see <laughs> All right, well, that sounds good. And so, listeners, you can expect to hear more from him in all of our segments, except for Tokyo Revengers, alongside his verdict. Now, if you would show him some love on his show, that would be superb. After all, we're planning on making an appearance there as well at some point, and you don't want to miss that. Yeah, it'll be nice for you guys to uh, come on by and kind of have the opportunity to uh, give your thoughts on the season as a whole, regardless of uh, the stuff that we jumped in here, but kind of what you're watching personally, too. We'll give it a little bit of a spin. Mm-hmm. All right. So now that that's been said, let's talk about what we watched this week, starting with Tokyo Revengers with Maceus. Ah, uh, yes. Episode three of Tokyo Adventures. No pain, no gain. We have Takamichi back in school for the first time in a long time. But it doesn't last long when he's pulled out of school once again, but this time by someone different. It was the number three of Valhalla, Kazu Tora. And at least he was nice enough to wait to the end of the school day. But that might have just been him not knowing what time it was. Either way, he takes Takamichi to Valhalla Hideout. And you get to see what Valhalla is all about. And the show kind of ends with a flashback cliffhanger. But that more for next episode. This episode, we're going to talk about the true MVP of this episode. Yaga Ichi. And the stuff he knows about these gangs. Blew me off, guy. <laughs> I'd imagine. Honestly, like this guy is an encyclopedia. He just knows everything about delinquents and gangs for some reason. I didn't think he knew anything. Yep, he knows the whole structure <laughs> of Toma. I- I'm trying to remember how they introduced this guy, Yagamishi. Yeah, let's see. I got. He was described as the fool. Smart fool. Yeah, how is he? How is he the <laughs> fool of the group if he knows Lily the most information? Oh well, it's a little surprising. But, but like you're saying, he dumps a lot of information about Hanma being the old leader, or he took the old members of Mobius and created his own faction. Mm-hmm. And Ki- Kisaki got the new members and created his own faction. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That that actually all sums up what I was looking into then. Yeah. Yeah. And after the whole war that happened on 8-3, he got the Anti-Toma and his old member to make Valhalla, standing at 300 members. Insanity. Yeah, that's a lot. Holy. Like, 300? Toman only have 150, and that's with Kisaki's group Bruh, in it. They have half. How are they going to handle this? What I don't understand is... All the people from the anti-Toman side, like you know how there's 300 and half of them are anti-Toman. That means 150 people are anti-Toman, and Toman is only like 100 before. So 150% of the people just left the group? Like, holy, how does that even work? Remember, during the war, it split the whole Toma in half. Some that were with um, Avenging Ba? Oh, hey? Pa. Yeah, yeah, Ba, yeah. 
then the other half was against it. It's pretty interesting, though. I didn't think that uh, Toro would be entering the school while they were talking about him. Like, what a coincidence. We are just talking about you. And then he just comes <laughs> on in. There's a lot of coincidence with the show, man. He came in and showed up at a random. Gotta keep that plot moving. Do they do? How do you guys feel about the fact that he breaks the legs of his most trusted uh, co-highs? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. They're still going around threatening people and they're under his wing. It's crazy. I think with more of like the fact that they got the leg broken, it means he could trust them. More like that, probably. Oh, like they let him break their legs? Yeah, I think something like that, honestly. Oh my, like a test of space? No. (laughs) Knowing these people, it was something like that. Bro, that's too much. That's too extreme for me. Sorry. (laughs) No, thanks. Now, I gotta ask you guys, because when I saw, you know, Takamichi making the decision if he wants to go with this guy, I'm thinking to myself, I don't think I'd go with a dude that breaks the legs of his people, even if it was for a test, to How their about the hideout. fact that he's just the enemy? Why would you go to the enemy's hideout? You're on a rival gang. That's just stupid. That's a death wish. That's a death sentence. You gotta That's do some risky stuff. You gotta do it. Would Bam. you do it? Man. Oh, yeah, I would do it. Damn, you're gonna die. <laughs> The mm-hmm. fact that the man came to your school to find you, I think it would have been much worse if you said no. He probably would have broke his legs, to be honest. Like, he didn't give him much of a choice. If he didn't go, it could have been worse. Yeah, I guess he could have I mean, technically started something. And you got to think about it. You could use this for an opportunity. You could. Yeah. I will say that this was his opportunity to get close to the Baji, because Baji was his goal to True take that. back. So, and he does do that. He, he goes over them and then at the hideout. And Baji's there taking another test of face. By punching the shit out of his second in command. Oh my god. The heartless man. This would have been with him all this time. And then to just throw him like that. Wow. See, I never understand the points of switching sides in like any reason. Because like you switch side, meaning you lose the faith of all your old comrades, but mm-hmm. then you join the new comrade and they will never have faith in you. The fact that you stabbed your old group in the back, why yeah. would the new group ever trust you? It's pathetic. It's it, really it's, pathetic. It's so pointless. Like, why would you ever switch sides? It never makes sense. I got to agree with you. But you know what's funny? What's up? When we saw, uh, when Takamichi was watching the guy get beat up, mm-hmm. he must have been shaking in his boots because that's like another, like, what if he's the next test? That's, that's what, what I, I thought was going to happen. Yeah, I was expecting him to. Oh. I feel like there's some greater plan going on here. Let's be honest. I don't know. It it just seems so wrong that a guy that was a founder of that whole gang would just leave like that. It, it doesn't seem right. I thought so too. But at the same time, now I don't think anymore. I think he actually just left. And it probably did something to do with the history. Possibly. Yeah. Seems. Because even Kazutoro is the same boat, right? He left Tomen. First, and he's like one of the founding members, and he seems to be like a higher up now in Valhalla, and he doesn't seem like he has any regrets. Or so maybe there's some information we're missing about Toman, some like yeah. secret well, thing that's going on behind the scenes. Well, that is something we'll be hearing about in the next episode for sure when we get that flashback. Oh, some of the dark, juicy truth juicy. about Toman. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are flashback. But episode. until then. Can I hear both of you guys' verdict for this episode? Of course you can. And it's another pass. Of course, the show fucking claps. That's one pass. Well, for myself, the show always leaves me wanting more. So I'll definitely be giving it a pass. How about you, Macias? Will you be joining us? Yeah, like you said, this is good writing. I'll give it a pass. Look at that. Triple pass to start off this week. Looking good, looking good. Well, up next, we got Peach Boy Riverside. And in this week's episode, we get to see Hawthorne compete in a tournament while also seeing the annual Ogre Summoning, which introduced a surprising amount of new characters. Then by the end, Sally is faced with an ultimatum to kill all the orcs or pursue peace between Ogre and mankind. Are we really, though? Because my man's got a lot of shady stuff going on behind the scenes. There's absolutely nothing you can trust coming out of this damn man's mouth. Honestly, absolutely nothing. <laughs> Very. You look like the general person you never trust. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can even see it in his eyes. Oh man. 
man. I just have to bring this up, guys. Are you guys disappointed that we didn't get to see the continuation from last week's episode? Yeah, they skipped all of it. I was shocked, honestly. Yeah, that was definitely the most jarring whiplash. Yeah, I didn't even really. Like, I want to see how Hawthorne go into like despair. How did Hoth- Hawthorne end up trusting the person? Yeah, that took part in killing everyone mm, in that town. Thank you. It's a little sketch. I'm actually kind of disappointed now. I didn't even really realize that disturbed me They're so the, much. The person who destroyed the town died off screen. Yep. Like, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, they're missed yep. this. Well, they're 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 not dead, but they're defeated. They're like defeated. who defeated you know, them? The head, I'm assuming with the original Peach Boy. Yeah, Peach okay, Boy. Okay, yeah. yeah, that that would make yeah. the most sense. Yeah, it was the guy, the head. He was dangling. Who was? I don't know. Who was one of the puppeteers with the god of masks? Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, was, of course. Yeah, at least the the incredible like time whiplash that went through the transition between the second and third episode was just kind of like my man is literally holding on to the severed forearm of one of his own comrades looking at his entire home and castle and community reduced to dust and then we immediately just come into the middle of a battle arena and not necessarily well tournament arc i guess but the man's really moved on incredibly quickly yeah exactly (laughs) do you guys think it's possible this is like some kind of time skip or maybe like a a, a going back into the past kind of thing i couldn't see more than three days or maybe even a week, the longest time skip. I don't see any more than that. But maybe this is a throwback, like it going back in time to show us something that happened previously. No, they nah. just met Hawthorne and the oh, right. other lady. Bro, what? <laughs> I'm actually... Cur- ah, I don't even know. I have no words. Moves on. Moves on <laughs> don't <quickly>. get it. <laughs> see, that was the only thing I was going to say that could save like what they did here. Like, maybe it's like far in the future, but I don't think it is like you're saying. I don't think it's that far up. And that's kind of disappointing to me. I don't know. It's got to be less than a week, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely... I would say the only reason why the tiny female ogre gets a pass is that I don't know if they pointed out the fact that it was the walrus was working alone, because they might have just taken that off as t- saying the walrus being the sole destructor of the town, considering that uh, whoever's yeah. her name who completely uh, is going beyond my head, but... Uh, because at least she had to deal with um, one of the original Peach Boys. So they, she might have been able exactly. to get the pass on that. And the only pe- person that knows are are essentially the friends that were actually able to help her escape. But still, it doesn't make the Ow. transition any less jarring. It does not. Hawthorne technically doesn't know she's an Olga yet. So. Oh, Hawthorne? Hawthorne knows. Yeah. He... Oh, does he not? He does not. Then we said, You're right. Oh. Out. Yeah, he doesn't actually know. So they're and hiding it from tell him. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, I kind of have to. He'd be pretty damn disappointed to know that that's the case. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll definitely come up. Show's made some questionable choices so far. It's yeah, been a lot so. of back and forth, though. Although in the at least in the meantime, we've got our main Peach Boy essentially attempting an ogre uh, genocide run, which <laughs> genocide speed run. Yep. Unless, Cause, well, no, unless if you're a human person, yeah, then he would just cut your horn and take your eye. <laughs> for a new uh, sidekick for him, that uh, the nun that's following him around. She's she's got the yep. same fate. She was an ogre. Mm-hmm. See, I want to say unless you're a girl, or maybe if you just look human, you get spared. Until there's the guy that he saves. I want to just say you just takes the, the cute girl. If you're cute and you're a girl and you're an ogre, I'll I'll, I'll make you human. Anyone else? I'm just yep. gonna kill you. Yep. Even when you got to see the when they all met up, the hundred ogre, yeah. I'm like, oh, all these people are gonna die, but that kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Todoroki was his name. Todoroki himself. Todoroki. Yeah, yep. Too bad he needs electric, not ice and fire. Yeah, he was yeah. really considering his stature and the fact that he was going through like incredibly powerful electrical setups. I was thinking he sounded a bit like Killua from Hunter Hunter. Oh, that's exactly what I was thinking oh. about too. Like this guy's like uh, Killua, but I didn't want to insult Killua if I. Relate this yeah, guy, just in case, yeah. you know. We haven't seen That's too safe. much of Todoroki yet, so at least we can give him the benefit of the doubt. And I would say the only other part about this is that apparently he did sound similar, but it is the VA's first role, surprisingly enough. But uh, we're just going to oh, wait and oh, see what happens. I feel like he'll die in a quite pathetic way. His yeah. He's not looking too bright. Yeah. No, sir. <laughs> and he's going to turn human. <laughs> It's weird that the meeting just ended after they get him sent off. You think that's what the the Sumeragi guy scheme was? Just have one of the the high ogres and make an attempt to fight Peach Boy? I think so. Yeah. I think when a manipulation. 
get him all out of the way. He is a high ogre in of himself, so maybe he's trying to free up some room. Yeah. Plotting. Scheming. Like, I think the whole point of the meeting was to get under Todoroki's skin. Get his emotion foiled. So he'll attack. Yeah, I think okay. so, too. That makes sense. What do you guys think of the God of Masks, though? We even get her uh, running into Hawthorne. I was oh, afraid God. for this man's life. <laughs> I thought he was going to get clapped, bro. What the heck? Yeah, there is a bit of a dichotomy, a little bit of a gap between her her skill and what she expects from people, even though it is from a childlike demeanor. Because at least for that one brief moment where you kind of feel it's like, how much of this is just childlike melancholy and how much of it actually means to her, considering that it's just, oh, what is this? A human is lecturing me. Yeah. <laughs> right but right before he's yeah. able to at least get off scot-free. But So did we yeah. learn like the age of this being or anything? We don't have any information Probably on it. Probably like... Do we? Thousands and thousands of years old. Yeah. That's what I'd assume, considering she makes all these masked beings and stuff. She calls herself a god, so she could be like the beginning of time. Oh, That's what god. I was thinking. Like, if she's if she really is a god, she's probably ancient. Yeah. <laughs> That's why she was so mad when she was getting lectured. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I do want to know her whole like role in this because she's not an ogre. Nope. But she looked like she's cooperating with them. Yeah. Meaning, and if she is a god, are there also angels? Are there demons? Like, it kind of. Help set up the whole world and like what could be in this realm, basically. Kind of makes you think who's on the good side here, considering some of them were talking about peace. I don't know. Anything that comes out of the guy's mouth, I do not trust. He could be talking oh, peace. Well, yeah. <laughs> not that guy. No, we don't trust him. Like, <laughs> no, speaking of him, not. though, we get him making an ultimatum with uh, Sally, trying to get her to go on his side for peace. And Makoto does not like that. Oh no, they all meet up at the end of that battle arena or whatever. That definitely seems like a pretty grand fork of a choice to put right in the middle. Or no, oh, at, wow. at the very end of episode 3. We're really running along here. Yeah, left on a cliffhanger. What? Is that really a choice though? Will you trust someone you just randomly met talking about peace? Unfortunately, oh, she's no, definitely a little not. more into it. <laughs> she's, she seemed a little too... Yeah. She did. Yeah, That's she really the thing did. though. I don't even think... I think she wants peace. But she doesn't like the guy that's offering it. And then the friend that's offering her to kill the ogres, she likes the friend, but she doesn't yeah, like the method. option. Yeah. So it's like, do I go with the option or the friend? So yeah, until mm. we until we get a legitimate reason why she wants peace between ogre and humankind, which we haven't gotten yet, maybe we'll be able to get a little bit of a backlog and a little bit of information down the road. But at this point in time, there's not really it's a really easy choice for the audience to make. It's just kind of like we're not in the headspace of the characters yet. Yeah. Right. Uh, that being said, what is everyone's verdict? I was going to say, what was your verdict, Macias? <laughs> oh, my verdict. Oh. <laughs> Glad yeah. you asked. Well, it will be a pass. There was still that one hiccup at the beginning with the whole time skip I did not like. But overall, I think we're going to get a really good fight next episode, and I do want to see that happen. All right. What about you, Isaiah? Uh, like Matthias said, that time skip is very disappointing. Like, it would have been cool to see him develop as a character. You know, maybe we get a little backstory on him or something. But uh, yeah, it's 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 going to have to be a pass. I do want to see what's coming next. All right, a double pass. All right, well, for myself, this episode was all over the place. I thought I was watching the final season of Tokyo Ghoul for a second. Oh, man. Oh, damn. We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Tokyo Ghoul. Read the books. Read the books, guys. Don't don't watch the anime. Don't waste your time. <laughs> Go to the manga. <laughs> oh, Go it's to the that stores. bad? <laughs> is, yeah. The pacing is all over the place. I, but yeah, we really just time skipped to the point where Meki and Hawthorne are cool with each other, and that felt lazy to me. Also, I just want to say, the only people that I care about is Hawthorne, and I guess Frau. So everyone else? Nah. Especially Meki. I hate her. All she does is literally reminisce about the times she killed some humans, and everyone is just okay with that for some reason. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> what a terrible character! Yeah, um, she's got some really interesting going around, but I still think that humans and orcas can definitely coexist in the near future. Oh no, she's got problems, oh man. What in the world? So I'm sure, and they just take it along with it. Oh, yeah, they are. Every time they talk about something, just like, oh, yeah, that reminds me of that time I killed that one village. <laughs> oh no! Like, oh, you're pretty funny, Mickey. <laughs> Let's keep going about this. Trying to laugh on with her. Oh shit! So that's a fail from me. What about you, Jakers? 
surprisingly enough, this is, was probably my more uh, the more enjoyable watch to me out of the entire group, considering that even though the majority of the whiplash and the entire uh, like setup for the for the majority of the conflict that's going through, it doesn't seem like the show is really leaning in too heavily. So it's kind of a bit tongue tongue in cheek and making the majority of the dynamics actually more charming and entertaining than something that's like kind of really whiplashing too hard back and forth. So I would say, considering I'm still enjoying the dynamic between a handful of them, considering that especially like Frau kind of keeps acts as the funny dynamic glue that keeps them all together, I think I'll at least give this uh, one a pass in my book to kind of just uh, move it forward. Because at least it definitely seems like there will be some interesting revelations moving forward. But um, I don't know, at least I can definitely say that I had a fun time at the very, for the most part. So I'll definitely go through it. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that I would go through because I'm, this is probably just going to be, I don't know what my future is here, but if I do have the time, there was actually, if anybody else who's really enjoying this series would actually like to find something kind of in the same vein of it and still is uh, finding something that can be just as enjoyable this, I would probably definitely throw it to Doro Hey Doro, considering like the over the top cartoonish violence definitely goes through there, but the dynamic of the main characters is honestly just as enjoyable. And then something that was a little older in that same vein to kind of like do the same sort of uh, backlash and over-the-top action, but with guns and a very foul mouth, Black Lagoon would also give that. So if anybody's looking for something similar, give those a watch. There we go. Perfect, so, yeah. We got ourselves the triple pass for Peach Boy, so they will be moving on to next week. And then we got uh, your anime next, Isaiah. Indeed, I chose the realist hero rebuilding a kingdom. Yeah, tell us about what happened. Uh, yes, and thank you, Savan. Episode 3 is a character introduction episode than it is anything else. We actually start off learning the world Kazi has been summoned to only has one language, and he immediately understands it due to an ability that heroes receive, or at least that's what he assumes. The episode centers around five new characters under the names Aisha Utgard, Juno Dumo, or sorry, Juna Dumo, Hancho Pankata, Hai, Hai, oh, sorry if I butcher this, Haikuya Kunmin, and Tomoe Inui. And we get to see where they're from and the skills they have to actually benefit the king. Oh, that was good. You did much better than me pronouncing those names. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yep. But like, yeah, five characters you just named. I'm surprised they were the only five people who answered the call. Oh, Even see, though it looks like we, everyone was so into it. We discussed, so this comes up uh, around the center of the episode. The reason there was only five is because they did tests. They tested a whole bunch of people, and they were the five that came out on top. Yeah, I was going to say that, too. The main really? actually. Okay, okay. Yeah. Confirmed. Like, you know, uh, Liskia? Jeez. The, the princess? Yeah, Liskia? Yeah, what about her? Yeah, when she was talking to the maid, they actually brought that up. The maid actually informed her that there was actually too many people to screen. So there oh, actually yeah. was a lot oh, of people. Okay. So only these five people actually got past it. Mm -hmm. There was a yeah. whole challenge. Ah, I did not realize it, that. It really would have been nice to actually see that. I think they should have shown it. I think it would have been too much. I think it would have been a lot. It would have been, been a whole episode people. in itself. It definitely would have been a whole episode. Especially background, like side character too. No point giving those people a whole episode. <laughs> they could have just animated the main people and had everyone with no faces. <laughs> you know what the screen <laughs> test really was? It was if they could make it to the credit song in the last week's episode. Oh no, the first people <laughs> that made it. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Yeah, it's uh yeah, it, it was definitely a case of I would imagine at some point in time they're going to have to show us why they were doing it instead of just plopping the majority of these people down with no expectations of what abilities we have for these guys at all, which is kind of a little, it, not a little, a pretty big ask of us to, to oh, yeah. be sure, considering that it's just kind of like, this is the man who is going to lead the majority of the, uh, what is it, the kitchens and the majority of the feasts that are going throughout the kingdom. This man will be known as, oh, yeah. as the dark prime minister of the rest. It's like, yeah. okay, I hope it's you like, tell us man. why that's the case at some point. So we see them earn it, but yeah. I do understand why everyone has a, a special role. And, like, the food guy, he actually has the most important role, actually. Yeah. Face tester? Especially in the... Yeah, like, actually, like, the way he said it couldn't be any better. Like... Oh, yeah. In, like, the country they're in and, like, the 
source of resource, they need to start importing and exporting. And he is the best person when it comes to dishes, food, making new recipes. Then you can help export, import, get like some business going. Nope. He is actually the most important person out of all of them. Man, he's yeah. got a great name too. It's Poncho Pancata, mm. bro. <laughs> it just sounds <laughs> awesome. But yeah, he's I agree from... with you. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to let you guys know he's actually from the Pot Village as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pot Village. But yeah, Sorry, I, I think what the Kazuya might do as well is that they might make their country like focus on like making good food. Like, you know how we have countries that are like, yeah. oh, I want to go here because they're known for this like really good Italian food, like oh, pasta man, yeah. and stuff. I bet you they're going to try to use this guy to like spot those foods that stand out that they're really good at and they're going to get like i don't know like tourists people coming in to spend money oh yeah in their money. to buy this kind of food and this guy's going to be like the key mm -hmm. to spotting it so he's just going to create yeah. reasons for people to want to come into this kingdom and actually spend money yeah okay yeah everyone else like the lady is only good for military music is really good music calms the minds you know save the hearts and the soul blah 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 yeah <laughs> hearts and souls Make everyone feel yeah. good, that kind of thing. <laughs> Someone that could talk to animals that crazy, like recon. Oh, yeah. Even yep. any animals that work, then you got the really smart guy to end up being the right-hand man of the king. Yeah, I feel like they should do some background checks beforehand, though. He seems kind of sketch, not going to lie. He gave it all background thing. Yeah. He's from a decent house and family. I believe his name and was they... Akuya Kunmin, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, and they did do the whole test, but it was all off screen. Yeah, sadly. This is why I would have liked to see that as this episode rather than what we got. Seems like they're definitely going to probably lay that out for a future to kind of see him in action, but it doesn't necessarily give us much to latch onto immediately as their characters, which is kind of unfortunate. Mm. Mm. And then there's Ayosha Udgard, you know, the dark elf. Literally, she just wanted to know how to properly manage the forest, and he gave it yeah. all to her at once. She then I thought that was loyalty. bullshit. I didn't know that was true. I had to set that up. I thought that was cap. <laughs> no, bro, that's real. That. That I was given. I thought he made that up. Oh, yes, I'm like, come on, you live, you live in a fantasy world. Trees grow to the sky, and you're worried yep. about the forest. Like what? Yo, <laughs> Imagine if every true. single, like, you know how many. Fantasy World Boys would have been dead because of that. All those elf village and everything. Well, they don't die out oh, fully. You also it's can't forget it's a lot of time. Exactly. Uh, why did they not use anime logic? That's the thing. <laughs> it's it is the real like, like, uh, <laughs> It's in the title. It is. I'm sorry. <laughs> we also learned that the uh, Dark Elves are actually a minority race within the Elf Freedom Kingdom. It's very interesting. They are. Yeah. But not as endangered as the Mystic Wolf. No, refugee. definitely not. She's literally the first one there. <laughs> I, I just want to say that I called her ability Dr. Doolittle. Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> <laughs> the show is definitely known for references, but I swear if that's going to be the one that they go for, um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> there's going to be something else happen, that's for sure. Oh, what is it? From the Yu-Gi-Oh! reference in episode one to... Uh, I think they actually held off on the majority of her episode two, although... Mm -hmm. The one really out there reference that essentially like went through was um, the song that uh, the songstress or one of the five ended up singing in the middle of it. It was thinking, uh, mm -hmm. is that the opening theme? No. Is that the ending theme? No. But it does sound familiar. Did Yegi find it? Yeah, I won't. I won't take credit because it was definitely somebody who pointed it out in the episode discussions on uh, the, on the subreddit or the on the anime subreddit, and it was, and it yeah. sounded familiar because it's from the uh, Slayers series, which is a Medieval fantasy series from the 90s. Specifically, it's a second opening, Slayers Next. So huh. it was definitely something that was a little bit familiar because I have, I did end up watching it way back when, which is probably why it was a little bit, it was just kind of ringing in my ear. But yeah, no, of all, the, of all the references you decided to put through a lot of it, it seems that whoever was the author of these light novels definitely decided, you know what, I think I can sprinkle some 90s in here at any point oh, in time man. just to kind of spice it up a bit. Dang. I like it. That's fine. I'm Players about it. In the 90s. Jeez. It's a cool fact. Yeah. It is. But obviously, oh. another one of the characters, Juna Doma, obviously the fan service character here. Every show's got one of them. She possesses unparalleled beauty and the singing voice. 
is the best so thing comparable so. to any other. <laughs> That's the beauty. <laughs> Her ancestors oh, were man. laurels or laurelize or however you pronounce it. Just sirens, honestly. I just said they're sirens. Sirens. There you go. <laughs> it's pretty insane. It is. It is. You guys noticed that his living poltergeist ability has been improved? Dude's oh, far yeah. away and he's still using it and he can just like see through it now. That doesn't stronger. make any sense, but yes, sir, it's so it weird. Like he put his consciousness in, in the, the glove, <laughs> so the glove will read the book, transmitting all the information to his brain yeah. while the glove is reading it. That was like, if he can do that, OP ability. What else can he do? Like, what if he takes over a sword and then he fights someone as a sword? Like, will Bro. he feel pain if it breaks, or they're just like he could just take over and if it breaks, it means nothing to him. He just does it again. Well, if he's putting his consciousness into the item, it doesn't necessarily mean he has pain receptors. So, no, no, no. Hopefully he's not. putting a consciousness in it, so it's not even him that's fighting. Oh yeah, it's a part. Of, it's a separate entity him. that came from him. Yeah. Oh boy. So they are connected because they did come from him, but it's not actually him. To think he's already controlled people. It's insane. It honestly is insane ability. It is overpowered. Definitely overpowered. Although I will admit the most overpowered item inside of his arsenal is that he's got a really fucking big uh, battery on his smartphone. That's for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Smartphone. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm dude's so got, happy you mentioned been in a medieval that. fantasy world for over a month, and you're telling me you got more than half of the battery left on that thing? Are you insane? Yep, bro, he needs to find an energy source. Or maybe he's charging it with magic. I don't know about that. Just one, no. just one five-second throwaway line in any of the in any of the episodes will definitely be a nice addition. But it's just kind of like, man, Please. your battery is fucking huge, man. Like, oh yeah, solar powered. <laughs> how did phone? Like, oh yeah, you have a phone on him. Shit. <laughs> Everyone was like, yo, what is that? What's that thing in his hand? What's he using? And then yeah, he has headphones as well. Just to, to give solar charge to their wireless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Bro, Bluetooth headphones, man. Like, come the, the Bluetooth headphones also need a battery. What? Yeah, the, they do. What yep. the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Oh no. So many questions. Maybe it's not as real as you better show me that charging case the next episode, or I'm gonna flip out. Jesus. For yeah. real. They better, they better bring that phone up again. It better not be a throwaway. I swear. <laughs> Considering what it is, it probably will end up being a throwaway, and it's a little disappointing hearing that. That is. I gotta say, guys, this whole episode was uh, definitely dedicated to introducing new characters, and normally, Jeez. I don't think I'd have liked that, but this anime managed to entertain me, so I'll be giving it a pass. Mm. What about you, Mrs.? Well, like you said, it is just introducing characters, and I do hate them. So. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And especially, uh, I still think he's a shit king. A good politician, but I think he's not a good king. So I'm going to give it a fail. Oh, fail, interesting. Right. Wow. What about you, Jakers? This is definitely one that I've been the most on the fence on, considering that there's, like, as an episode, if it was on its own, I would probably give it a fail. But all it's doing is basically just setting up the majority, like, even with the cliffhanger at the end of the episode, meaning that there's probably a looming threat that's closer at his doorstep than he thinks. So it's really... Off of off of the episode alone, I would give it a fail, but because it's promising to at least build upon whatever its world may bring, I'll give it a pass. Okay. Wow. So you're hoping for the future would be bright. Is that enough to save it? Find out next time. Who knows? We'll find out. That threat might be nothing. And I feel like that would get to be the case. I think it's gonna be nothing too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. For real. All right, what you guys say? We got two passes, uh, two passes on the board. So I'd like to agree with what Jaker said, and it's kind of the same situation for me. It's going to be a pass for now, but based off the next episode, that's kind of be the make or break for sure. I'd like to see some some kind of threat show itself right now, or else it'll be ruined. All right. Well, that's the triple pass. It's got two very thin passes, barely making it over, but it does. So that's a triple pass for how a realist hero built the kingdom. Then up next, we have a Dead Day 5 B.O. the battle or battle game in five seconds. And in this week's episode, we have Yuri in the spotlight. And we get to see her past, ability, and her duel. And at the end, we find out what the next program will be. So how did you guys feel about uh, Yuri's past? Tragic. Very tragic. Yeah. Aggressively so, I would <laughs> say. For real. Yeah. 
That's which, like the main base of it, yeah. I think they had a reason to make her a tragic backstory. So she would be a stronger woman within the game. Yeah, and we can actually see that. But if she was like such a normal high school girl, like no worries, I feel like she'd be already be dead. Oh yeah, she would have <laughs> broke. She yeah. would have broke. But that just showing her past and like all the toughness she's been, how much she hates random stuff. Yeah. Or random occurrence. <laughs> Not to mention how much she's grown throughout that past. That was definitely a mistake though. If you really wanted to just lay on to the random stuff instead of giving her at this point in time, a very lackluster power at this point, because it's just here, everything about you is uh, multiplied by five. Your strength, your dexterity. Was it five or six? It's it's, five, yeah. I think it was, it was quintupled, yeah. yeah. Okay, quintupled yeah, that's five. five. But if you really... That's not good. Yeah, but if you really no. wanted to take the piss, which would have been like great for a story sense, but also hilariously tragic as well, is just say, guess what? Your ability, every single fight, is randomized. Oh god, that would have been per- oh what a missed opportunity. Dude, you're really gonna lean on the fucking <laughs> I hate I hate random occurrences. The randomness in my life has absolutely destroyed me. It's just kind of like you know what? Just if you're gonna lean that heavily on it, then just like add an additional straw to break the camel's back. Like you For might as well just go to the edge of that. That would have been yeah. better. Go actually. all the way. An RNG ability. Yeah, because her power isn't good. Times five isn't that strong. Yeah, because it times five her ability. And I'm assuming she never worked out in her life. I was going to say, if she works out, I think yeah. it's, it's going to be mostly based off of when she's in fight or flight mode. When she gets that boost of but adrenaline. It doesn't and matter, know, though. That's like, let's when say she defends her own weight. I'm going to say she's like 98 pounds. You know? Times that by five, I don't know, probably like 500. 490. 494 is a ton. Isn't, no, it isn't. It's not that strong. Compared to like break bone, you need four thousand tons to break bone. Oh, is that right? I know. I did the whole math. You don't understand oh, when man. I saw the power. 4, yeah, I kind yeah. of feel like whoever was writing this stuff didn't necessarily take those numbers into effect. It's like, okay, how do I multiply her abilities by? Let's just say yeah. five. Five. <laughs> like, like between two number. and ten, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm just gonna say five, and I'll just use that to explain itself. And it's just anime you know, logic. You Anime-y. might have wanted to expand upon that just a little. Yep. They should have did the math, and I was really disappointed when they didn't do it. Yeah, I think what they might do is that they might make her, like, force, like, a workout. I don't know, maybe a montage out of her where she gets stronger so she can have that base higher because it's a multiplicative ability. So if her base is higher, then it'll be, like, her actual strengths will be more exponential or thereafter. If I could could get stronger... In just a few weeks, by doing normal routines, I would have been really extremely strong by now, Savon. But this, you're not an anime in week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you gotta, you can't forget about anime logic. You have the power of <laughs> anime <armor>. montages. Come Don't fuck with me. I got Missing the power the of anime feature. on my side. <laughs> got plot armor. I feel like she's gonna get a montage. If it's not a montage, it'll be a time skip or something. Her speed, I could recognize. But she's still the same weight, but she's stronger. So speed I could recognize, but not her strength. If anything, I actually feel bad shaky. for the other guy. I know we're saying that she has a bad ability, but the guy that she was going up against, uh, oh smelling God. people's state of mind. How was that really I did not. I did not feel bad for him. That man was disgusting. Oh, no, he deserved that. <laughs> he deserved every he part of that. He was so disgusting. <laughs> Bro, what the fuck? I was like, kind of surprised. I had a lot of what the fuck moments from that guy. Like, oh, man. Yeah, interesting. I don't like yeah. you. <laughs> You've got an interesting ability. Yeah, and no, it was way too much to stew because it was definitely going through the, uh, what is it, the next episode preview from episode one, just lining it up being, it's like, oh, so she's going to go up against an ugly bastard. Yep. Oh, Essentially. This is not, yeah. not going to be. Yeah. Unfortunately, he is one of the most, the more buffer ones that I've seen, but that doesn't help him in any regard. It just <laughs> no, makes him even ugly. more obtuse and grotesque. Yeah. For real. Yeah. And he's got a grotesque mindset. The man ripped off his pants mid-fight. Alright, bud. Interesting strategy. There's no law here. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, you just matter? think you're gonna do That's that? dignity. <laughs> some decency. God damn. For real. Well, she does pull off a win, though. Oh, yeah. After she crushes Anime his hand. Logic. She didn't nope, break she the didn't, bone, nope. though. She only crushed all the flesh. You never know. Maybe she had again, really strong grip strengths. I think that yeah. forearm is a little more than busted, though. <laughs> I, I, I oh, think yeah. no. 
<laughs> I don't like know. I said, I'm not sure how much force it takes to crush an arm, but if it's anything higher than 500 force, then she shouldn't be doing that. It's probably not 500. Because, like I said, she didn't break the bone. It looked like the bone was just the only thing left after she let go. That arm looked like it would mangle. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I guess it was pretty not messed up. That. Yeah. It looked like all the flesh was just gone. Now, I gotta ask. Do you guys, uh, you know when we see Akira, you know, contemplating, asking, I wonder if they can read my mind. And then we have uh, Mion, like, show up Oh yeah, how abilities are used, like their power source. Do you think that, that was a little real? flash, or that's just a dream? I think it was definitely real. It looked like maybe they put him to sleep after she finished talking to him or something, just to make it look like it's sort of a dream. That way, it kind of makes him crazy in a way. Hmm. So we have self doubt. Maybe they're trying to put that on him. So I think it might be real too. I think you're right. I think I agree with you. Like, I think. That might actually be what's happening, but he's like, oh, no, that's, that can't be. It's impossible. Yeah, we'll probably see more of it next episode. Yeah, next episode, we're probably getting a 5v5. You guys think that'll actually turn out better <laughs> than what we've been getting with the duels? <laughs> more, more importantly, how do you guys think the main MC is going to fare with his ability? Someone knows what his ability is or thinks he knows what his ability is. And now it could be a 5v5. How would that work? Bro, he's going to have to do stuff in secret. If he fights, he cannot fight with anyone else around. Yep. Because if that dude blabbers out like, oh yeah, his ability is the the hand cannon, then the other person mm -hmm. will be like, oh, I guess it's the hand cannon and avoid him or whatever. Or then it'll make yep. his ability that and it'll ruin his plans. I He just can't fight with him at all. Eventually, yeah. I think he's going to have to compromise. He might be able to... Yeah. If he was smart, he wouldn't fight with anyone nearby. Other than the nope. enemy. He is smart, so... Here's what I think is going to happen. I think he's going to use the hand cannon ability. Just have that other guy. He's going to be like, yeah, his ability is the hand cannon ability. But there's going to be a point where the hand cannon does not work. And he's probably going to put his faith into Yuri and be like, Yuri, this is exactly what my ability is. I need you to think of something that can save us in oh. this situation. And then, wow. you know, I didn't consider that. He can use his teammates to decide what his ability is. And she is technically the main MC girl, so... I kind of see that happening. Yeah, that's my guess, though. You get to see the two MCs start working together. Yeah. This is the episode when they bond in. Bruh, he better not make an enemy Ooh. of her. He's screwed. Holy shit. Well, <laughs> just by saying that, Savon, you made me give this show a fail. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm so confused. You know, I was already giving this show a fail because I think they should have got that math correct with her ability. And I, oh, I you're still don't think they did. You know, a lot of anime do go out of the way to make like real time stuff, like the names and culture, reflect the abilities and stuff. Not this one. It's you know, just maybe we'll have a scientist in uh, as a listener, and they can explain the science behind it and somehow prove us wrong. Uh, yeah, Bro, I can see that. Like actually, yeah. <laughs> Allow me to correct you there, sir. So, what about you, Isaiah? What would you give it? Oh, I love this show. Other than the fact that the first episode had some pretty sketchy moments at the beginning with the animation, I'm pretty happy otherwise. Ah, now you agree with me, huh? All right. Now all right. You I went back me. and yeah, watched what? it. It was what? a little mediocre. It wasn't great. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. But like we haven't seen anything bad so far in this episode, so it's a pass for me. Right. I don't know. That ugly bastard was pretty pretty hurtful. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't great. Not exactly a cool character you want to be fighting. Uh, it's definitely no, no Vegeta. That's for sure. <laughs> right, what about you, Jakers? Oh boy. Well, e even building off of that, if you if you want to figure out like how the physics of it, or at least the majority of the stuff is going around, Jake, try and figure out how the barrel and the water tower fell in tandem. Just go back to that one specific. Oh moment. God! <laughs> <laughs> because I was because I paused for like five minutes, like in the middle of watching the first episode, I'm thinking, how does the rope fall there? But it's not connected to the barrel, which is also connected to the water tower, which. Which then also doesn't drag him into the abyss, which only it, it was. Jacob, thank you. I had to. I went through the exact same thing. Thank you. Oh my gosh! Someone. Oh man. Yeah. Off show. Messiah showed us that. If that was what that was the only thing that got me thinking about the show at all, and definitely, and so that's kind of 
an unfortunate bit because the only major positive thing that I can think about the onlook of this entire series as a whole is definitely the flexibility of the um, of the MC's power because that is a very that was also a more unique piece and a very dynamic piece of uh, rules that you can apply to almost any scenario and I would imagine he's going to be doing it well even though that's the case everything else about the show incredibly turned me off i would have given this a fail at the end of episode one and episode two withstanding that's going to be the exact same for me so it's going to be a fail on my end i guess if i am going to be giving any recommendations revolving around like really good death game uh revolutions and something that is still in the same vein along those lines i mean death note is always the more popular one that goes through and it's all and it's never a disappointment to whenever anybody's going yeah. through a death game revolving around the majority of standing of wit between the two and then if you want something that's a little more fight oriented that still has to rely on the wit and strength of the characters to get through and very much in this case more of like a battle royale death game scenario then fate zero also gives a really good pass for me as well but for the show overall there is nothing that can save it besides the mc's dynamic ability and that's going to get a fail for me well there we have it that's a double fail i know that shoot yeah you know what that means that means this, even no matter what I give it, this show will be going into remedial classes. Because wow. even though it's four of us, it's still a double fail. And we're going to be sticking to our fail rule. Oh, and man. yeah, sorry to say. But this this show will have to start shaping up next week. Otherwise, it could be expelled from the watch list. But with that being said, I'm still going to say my verdict. And I had a lot of uh, WTF moments in this episode. And the physics definitely isn't shaping up. But I'm also finding this show's pacing just right. And I do want to continue watching it just to see what happens. So I will be giving this a pass. But that doesn't matter. So I'll still be going to remedial classes. Tough, but it is what it is. Indeed. Batum did it better. <laughs> Batum? Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. Didn't that show get canceled? <laughs> I think it did, actually. Oh my gosh. That's not looking good for this one, then. <laughs> oh my god. The shade. All right, but we got our final show, Messias. What happened in this week's episode of Tsukimichi Moonlit Fantasy? Moonlit? Ah, this episode, or should I say night two of T- Tsukimichi Moonlight Fantasy, the Black Spider of Disaster. It's mainly about, you know, they're moving to a new town. Or should I say, they're moving to Shen Demiplane with all the ogres. Because, you know, better quality of life there compared to the desert they lived in. But all that going on, um, Kazama fighting the Black Spider of Disaster. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't want to talk about this um, anime or this episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> I only really cared about the fight. So I'm just going to instead ask a question to you guys. What was your guys' favorite moment about this episode? Uh, That's a good uh-oh. question. <laughs> <laughs> we're, really, we're, we're really digging here. Yeah. Give, yep. give, me, give me a minute. Oh, right. I know you, Isaiah. You like... um. Onosuba does have a... Yeah. Great. So I'm hoping you could lead us show. throughout this anime. That's interesting. With the With the Black Spider, she was pretty powerful, but... The fight didn't go on for too long, really. And he was still kind of struggling with it, to be honest. He wasn't as strong as we thought he was. How do you think he was stronger than I thought he was? Still pretty strong, though. Yeah, he didn't have the stamina to keep up. That's what it was. I know. I think the whole time he was holding back the fight. But then what about in the end when he ended up, like, feigning and being out for the count? That because he went to, like, godlike strength. And he needs up all his, I want to say, mana. Yeah, that and probably blood loss too. <laughs> he had a couple of holes in him too, so I would imagine he was losing yeah, just a couple just of a few, just a, few. Just, just a few. Just just yeah, you know, he's impaled a few times. No biggie, just a scratch. Spider could have easily kept going though. Yeah, the spider seemed to have some crazy level of endurance and regeneration ability. Hmm. What was yeah. the reason for her backing down and stopping the fight? Oh, she gained her sanity, or she's satiated. She's a masochist. <laughs> yeah, she's oh, a masochist. That's what it was. That, you're right. telling me the, the first man who has hurt me in over 100 years is going to die? Not on my watch. I'm keeping this win all to myself. And I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, my. my. Uh, oh, dumb. Oh, it's I'm one not, of these characters. Okay. 
Yeah, what is it with anime nowadays and essentially trying to insert the spider fetish into the majority of mainstream pop culture? <laughs> so got, oh, yeah, the um, uh, uh, arachnosexuals uh, people? Oh, please yeah. stop. Oh, <laughs> no. Uh, what do we got? We got... I um, no idea. Just asked if it was a thing. <laughs> Uh, we got daily lives with monster girls. We've got I'm a spider. So what that went through in the last season? Now it's like, all right, guess what? Let me just add the third one to the list. I'm just thinking, is this really, is this really what we want as a society, as anime fans, for this, <laughs> one, for this to be moving forward as a mainstream fetish? You do you, man. It's but it ain't mine. What was this spider's name? Did we get a name? Oh, the black anyone? Um, uh, let's see. No, I didn't write anything down. Well, either way, she's basically the darkness of this show. <laughs> there that, you go. That, yeah. That's what it is. Oh, like man, he's he's the Koba Zuba reference. There we go. Yeah, we knew we could count on you, Isaiah. Yes, sir. That's what it is. Although, at least in this case, she yeah. does have a little bit of offensive capability. So at least she's yeah. so at least she's not as useless, yeah. quote unquote. But, she's she's yeah, pretty yeah. powerful. Yeah, I think she's more powerful than the dragon. She's got the endurance. It's like these people are just some more useful versions of the Kona Super crew. Like everyone is just you know? way more oh, useful than them. Oh yeah. my goodness. That's so sad. Sad but true. <laughs> but Indeed. I will admit the the Kona Super cast is a lot more charming and you have a lot more fun over there, but you cannot deny they are they are not on <laughs> the good side of the spectrum, that's for sure. <laughs> nope. It's very nope. sad. I know I didn't want to talk about it, but we did in this episode earlier on, we did get to hear more about Shen. Oh, yeah. Didn't she, yeah. like, split? What happened? She split, oh. like, a portion of herself. It's another one of her abilities. The best way sense. to explain it, Isaiah, that I know you'll get it. Think of it her as a cell junior. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to explain it. Yeah, it is. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bro, Cell was such a great villain. Yeah. Bring him back. Mm -hmm. Can we also talk about that? He can make her own dimension, and the fact that our main character managed to defeat this person or this dragon. Like, this dragon is no joke. She can make dimensions. She can make little clones of herself. And this level one guy actually beat her. Yep. I, I want to say he beat her. It's more that she stopped because she wanted to watch his memories. This is true. So you're saying that if they really did fight the dragon or Shen would actually win? I think so, yeah. Alright, that's fair. But maybe in a fight, yes, but when you go to like overall strength, um, he does have more strength. Like, yeah, because didn't he win that thing when they became the contract and he was yes. like 80-20? Yep, he's... Like, he have no one. fighting prowess, though. Well, he, was, his, he didn't have as much fighting prowess, but his basic fireball was more than enough to like shed her scales which yeah yeah hasn't happened in over 100 years but he's, he's the one to go for and do it i guess with max fire resistance that's crazy honestly this guy has so much potential imagine when this guy becomes level two who's going to stop him at level two <laughs> christ yeah it was definitely it was definitely quite the quite the whiplash in the sense that this looked like a man who was walking into runescape classic and he was a level one but he already had 99 efficiency and anything that he decided to learn so it's like christ so this is so this is level one, huh? All right. I wish I could start the game like that, man. I wouldn't even need membership. <laughs> oh, I, wouldn't I wouldn't have to spend hundreds exactly. upon hundreds of hours to to level up ba like basic essentials. It's, oh man. Uh, we did get an explanation for his uh, one of his OP abilities, though. His Kai, and that he named it from Tsukiyomi. Kai. Oh no, that's a pretty is broken, she, honestly. Is she? It is, bro. Even those pigments were. Kind of like the fuck? <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. Kai, Dragon Ball Z, Kai, Shen, Shenron. Are we really not? Yeah, the there's Dragon a lot Ball of Dragon Ball references here. The Cell oh, Junior. At what point does it become a coincidence? <laughs> yep. And at what point does she split off into multiple Cell Juniors? You know what? We're just gonna have to wait and see. Yeah. First sure. yep. Now we're gonna see the androids. Well, Jakers, I gotta ask, who would you give this show? It's. Uh, yeah, this was definitely another one that I was kind of a bit on the fence towards because it's just kind of, it's fine as an introductory to a bit of uh, satire and uh, isekai stuff in that bit, but I definitely, I can definitely say I didn't have as much fun with it in comparison to a handful of other ones, so 
even even though there are a handful of things like leading and yet to come and the entire cast hasn't necessarily like shown face i'm still unfortunately gonna have to give this one a fail uh, in the same vein, like like you guys were talking about before, like everybody beat for beat can like remember the majority of the stuff that Konosuba was parrying. In the same vein, that even though they're useless, the entire the entire group of characters is incredibly charming, and they do a lot, and they do much better comedy essentially set up in that world. And that would definitely be like a, a kind of like if you guys like this, then everybody should be pointed towards Konosuba. And it's also mm. getting a season three, so that's definitely also going oh. to be <gasps> adding on to it. Yes, sir. Season three. When? When was <laughs> it confirmed? It was confirmed this week. Oh my oh, god! So we don't know who the studio is yet, but we Mad do hope. have confirmation at the very least. And considering that they're announcing it now in the middle of the summer, call it mid to late next year, maybe. Oh, oh, that's exciting. But then in the same vein, another isekai that is also getting a, a new additional season that has been way long time coming. But in the Wait, same what? vein, like a really good isekai comedy, which is reversed in a sense, is Devil's a Part-Timer. Oh, oh yeah. I think oh, that oh, one. Yeah. God, two really good shows reannounced. I can drop that one. Really? It did fall off at the end. I, I did fall off. I don't think I watched it. All of it. I'm definitely it was definitely the same vein because there wasn't really much else they could do. Mm -hmm. At least it seemed like the pacing was really nice because they didn't know if they were going to be able to continue the story and see how much farther they would be able to go. But And it did teeter off in the sense because now there were only 13 episodes and there was no second season. Jesus, what was it? It was either, it was either 2012 or 2013. It has been that long. But um, huh. yeah, no, in the same vein, if you're still looking for a little bit more of an isekai comedy or reverse isekai comedy, relating to about the same comedy that you have here in Moodlet Fantasy, I would definitely also recommend Devil is a Part-Timer. There you have it. Thanks. Even though you failed this one. <laughs> Unfortunately, oh, yeah, that was a long-winded set that uh, it's like, yes, it's it's there, but it wasn't really all there. It didn't have as much fun. Well, that's certainly fair enough. And I gotta say that I am definitely getting those Kuno Suba vibes from this show, and the Dragon Ball Z references are hitting it. And I'm gonna be giving this a pass. I do enjoy both those shows that they're referencing off of. So I like to see where this goes. A pass for me. Isaiah, how about yourself? Oh, yeah. So this show is kind of like a nice comeback since I've been fucking waiting for the next Konosuba to be announced and whatnot. So it's really nice to see that this show is kind of filling that gap for me or that void. And uh, it'll be a pass for me. All right, double pass. Masayas, up to you. There's still a chance that this show could be entering remedial classes depending what you say well to tell you jake uh, summed it up quite nicely and i have to agree with everything he was saying this show will be a fail for me oh look at that damn it no <laughs> <laughs> classes curse you <laughs> well it looks like this show will be keeping company with uh, a battle game in five seconds they'll be keeping each other company and studying hard and hopefully they'll make some improvements in next week well that's it. The marks are in. And guys, how do you guys feel about those results? Any surprises uh, there? I'm I'm a little disappointed that you guys had to fail it after there was so much knowledge and references to Konosuba. You know, little things that we enjoyed. I'm a little disappointed. I'm kind of hoping that... I don't know. You know what, actually? I felt like nothing happened that whole episode until the fight started. It was more of an introduction like to another character. Oh, I love the fight. The fight animation went crazy. And I do appreciate how he's actually like an isekai person that using a bow as a main weapon. You don't get to see that a lot. No. Within like main characters. So that is, I do appreciate that, but it wasn't enough. enough. It wasn't enough. It wasn't I enough. I that, man. I just mm -hmm. hope that they are going to introduce another character to replace Megamine. <laughs> they do need the a pride force. and joy of the show. I feel like we have our cast. Man, definitely gonna have to wait and see. I there might be one more settled up in the ending theme. I think the ending and the opening theme. But to be fair, if we're talking about explosions, the the main dude has already taken that upon himself. Oh, <laughs> oh my yeah. days! You know, you kind of did, yeah. Excuse me while I upgrade from uh, a fire spear into a fire arrow into a fire chain gun into um what else do I have in my arsenal here? Oh, a nuke. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's see where that takes us. Well, that certainly is something. I'd like to say thank you, Jakers, for coming on the show. And if you, the listeners, want to check out his anime on the Sea to Sky, you can find it on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and Google. And if you want to see which of these animes passes or fails, 
And please stick around for next week's episode of Anime Pass or Fail. Also, please follow us on all of our social media. The links for them are in the description. And we'd very much appreciate if you want to go even further and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash after the match. And even if you don't, we thank you for listening.